Hi, I'm James Brooks, and welcome to From the Factory Floor, a conversational podcast about all things startup and tech, brought to you by the folks at thestartupfactory.tech. So welcome to another episode of From the Factory Floor. I'm your host, James Brooks, and today we are very kindly joined by two experts in branding. We're joined by Nairi, who currently works with TSF, aiding us in all things marketing, and Ben Davis from Pretura. Hi, guys. Hi. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? How are you, Ben? Thanks for joining us. Yeah, good. Yeah, nice to nice to see you virtually again. Yeah, we've been trying to pin you down for ages, so I'm looking forward <laughs> to this one. I think that um, I think that our listeners and our founders will really appreciate hearing what you've got to talk about because you're definitely more of an expert than I am when it comes to personal branding. Uh, not not to build me up too much. Then. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> hopefully it'll be uh, hopefully it'll be helpful so i mean obviously to kind of introduce it then and now he's just up to the uh, podium a couple of notches for mm-hmm. you yeah, so the whole point of today is really to cover off personal branding in how we deal with our startups a lot more focus is being put on personal branding particularly on linkedin at the moment yep. and it's something which i think a lot of people maybe have an idea about but they're terrified of it and then they doubt their ideas so I mean I think just as a starter for 10 Ben do you want to just do a very quick introduction to yourself and what you as you do yep. at Pratura? Uh, sure so um, uh, I'm the group marketing director for Pratura Ventures um, we are the uh, only VC that's headquartered in the northwest of England um, with our goal is to effectively become the VC of choice for early stage founders in the region um, we predominantly back uh, series series A rounds, uh, anything between sort of one to three million pounds, typically in tech and life sciences. Um, I have been with Petura for about nine months. Uh, previous to that, um, I was with a company called Social Chain um, and worked on some of their IPO comms. One of the main strategies that we had within Social Chain was pushing personal brands. I personally worked on the personal brand of Hannah Anderson. Uh, I don't know if anyone's aware of her, but um, uh, I loved working with Hannah. She mm. was she was great. She was we were very lucky to have her listed as one of the top twenty five most influential women in the UK, alongside like Meghan Markle, um, wow. J.K. Rowling. Uh, which uh, when she ran a Hogwarts page herself from when she was a kid, she was uh, pretty elated with that. But but towards the end of it, you know, we we a lot of talks, a lot of thought leadership pieces to camera um, and as well as uh, the other personal brands that are uh, social chain is also famous for people like Steve Bartlett, uh, obviously who's now on Dragon's Den, Don McGregor um, and also people like Nick Speakman who are now the uh, head of social for uh, Manchester United. Um, so and previous to that I've always kind of worked in tech so I started a business a little while ago called Zifferblatt that was a sort of co-working come meeting room thing that was on a paper minute basis we had two in Manchester and two in Liverpool so always kind of worked in and around sort of tech and marketing um but uh for a period of time I went freelance focusing on personal branding um uh actually ironically when I was stuck in Australia for the last two years um <laughs> not a bad place to be stuck there no 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 absolutely not uh uh we were uh we went to be there for two weeks we ended up being there for 15 months uh, I'm not complaining <laughs> Um, but I think one of the things that when I first came to Pratura that I noticed was we've got 23 portfolio founders, right? All the way from, you know, 
people where there's a handful of them all the way up to teams that are, are growing to to quite substantial you know 40 50 people now mm -hmm. uh, even more than that in some cases like peak personal branding seems to have had this sort of like meteoric rise over the last 12 months and that word is thrown around well not even over the last 12 months it's even before that really it, this this word is sort of thrown around so often and off and normally not explained um well, that was going to be my first question really is when we talk about personal branding obviously nari as well because obviously you help a lot of our founders mm. what do you actually mean when people talk about personal brand what does it actually mean to be looking at your own personal brand i think i think the, the world's changed right like you know whereas we used to think of celebrities and then brands we now think of, like now the 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 playing field is even right like your profile you can tweet Sainsbury tonight and they might reply to you right like we're now on this the internet has democratized sort of communication so mm. that people's profiles and opinions are rubbing up alongside brands big and small and actually people who were you know this is nothing new right it's just personal branding has become synonymous with the kind of use of it on digital channels whereas mm. before you would have just called this like personal pr or public profiling or you would have been building a sort of name in the industry if you like but it's just far more transparent now because you can have personal brand influence at lots of different areas like lots of different levels of the organization so like one of the things that we work on and also separate to that um it, it can also be for the individual like if you want some more jobs or want a different job or want to try and mm. sort of add your kind of social uh add to your kind of industry influence and clout if you like like a lot of people actually use this to get new jobs to be perfectly honest so that's one thing i mean it's separate to founders but but to go back to the point of multiple different levels in the organization like everyone thinks a founder needs a personal brand well of course they do but also do you have specialists in your in your company that are you know thought leaders in their given space that they could then focus on do you have juniors who might provide a different or not juniors but you know what i mean like execs are at that level who are going to provide a completely different perspective are gonna you know offer something that a new a new set of ideas you know from the sort of floor of it and sort of from the customer sort of customer facing cold face of it all like all of those different levels of influence can help your company attract or at least have an impact on some of your key stakeholders so when i when people go oh personal brand it's like well actually that's important at so many different levels of the organization like one of the things that we do within Pratura is i ensure that our content gets posted on like internal intranet and everyone is encouraged to cross post and then engage with each other and create early engagement to try and sort of mm. flood the feed if you like and sort of have this blanket effect across all of our different networks because I mean there's 110 of us now and if 110 people have an on average you know for 500 to 1000 connections and we all post it at once you know that's as powerful as it is coming from our company page you know and often there's a bit more personality to it. Yeah, I think that's always the thing that I've, or at least I've sort of picked up on recently, is how a lot of founders obviously used to focus on just LinkedIn, but there's so much social media now and they're per adding their personal voice onto how their messaging comes across. Like, say, it's not just 
a corporate page which is putting out news events what's yep. going on it's actually their take on things their spin yep. and how their voice comes across is just as important mm. i think oh yeah 100 right and I, I also think they can complement each other like uh the kind of tone of voice and copy that comes from a brand a brand's two-dimensional or as a person's three-dimensional so so a brand can kind of be kind of consistent and quite on message in terms of what it's trying to achieve like it could still be you know cheeky we you know mm. you've all seen supermarkets on twitter right but like you really there's certain things that feel more authentic coming from a brand than a person whereas a, a person can have opinions interests far beyond what 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 their what mm. their brand's about and actually that's really critical that you know that there's a little bit of social proofing in there and a little bit of sort of uh person-to-person -person storytelling that that can be achieved with a person that you can't achieve as much with a brand because of the connotations of you being behind what is effectively a commercial face i think we've probably come full circle though haven't we because i don't know um what about your like earlier career bit but i certainly spent a lot of time telling um senior people and stakeholders and directors and we don't we, we wouldn't put that on the company page because that's a bit too personal and I think a lot of people now have probably had that instilled in them about, you know, there is a right and wrong about what goes on the company page. And I think to a degree, there are there are some some firmer guidelines, but actually um, where they absolutely would, should and could put that type of content that is a bit more risky, is a bit more informal, can be a bit more cheeky. It, you can afford to kind of shoot from the hip is on their personal page and the two are really closely aligned as well so one of the questions um i get a lot from some of the startups and founders that i work with is what what do i put on my personal page and what do i put on my company page um and actually and which one's more important and it's almost impossible to answer because i'm not sure how you can successfully have one without the other now yeah 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 i agree yeah 100 and as you said they can complement each other mm -hmm. I mean, have you got any examples of where you've had a really complimentary sort of a personal brand of a founder or how they've interacted with, a, with their own brand and how they've really meshed and have been a good example of how this can work? Um, I think David does it very well in Petura, doesn't he? I know he's probably had... <laughs> <laughs> wow, it's a compliment to you, isn't it? <laughs> uh, thank you for that. Um, yeah, so uh, uh, to one off the top of my head, um, Dave um, is our MD. Um, Dave is a uh, outspoken um, uh, sort of uh, founder first VC and wants to kind of change the face of how VCs are seen. Um, aligns with our brand that we're sort of staunchly northern you know trying to grow businesses out of this region that, that that effectively will play on a world stage but but dave's got some quite strong personal issues with how vcs come across um he's not saying that all of them are bad but actually there's it's interesting one of the things that no one ever talks about is the fact that a founder and a investor relationship is actually far more like dating than anyone actually thinks they think it they think it's going to be transactional and financial and all quite cold but actually it's not it's it's really quite personal and there's sort of a oh did they message me back have i messaged them yet have i been too keen and then they're actually like with sort of relationships and dating there's quite a lot of misinformation that means both sides have 
different interpretations of each other actually aren't true. And I think Dave has been, Dave says things that our brand can't say yeah. because it's not as appropriate. But we do a series, for example, on Dave's LinkedIn, which is what VCs won't tell you, which is literally advice for founders. He, he picks a topic, explains something that's a common misconception of founders about VCs and how they can use it to their advantage. Now, what we're now finding with Dave, for example, is, you know, we're submitting him for talks or he's now getting thought leadership pieces coming towards him because of some of the content he's putting out there. And I think um, some of the great personal brand agencies uh, at the moment out there are people like Clout um, uh, with Amelia and, and a great influence with Ash Jones. You kind of, the problem with personal brand is how do you, how do you measure it? People are constantly going like, how, how do you put a KPI on it? It's like, well, you can, you can measure the views obviously, and you can measure the engagements and the usual things that social media people love. But, but what, what leads do I drive out of it? And I think that's a really, whilst you should think like that, you need to give it time to grow. And actually you look at it in six to 12 months time and you go, well, actually through my LinkedIn, that talk came to me, or I did that thought leadership piece in that piece of media, or oh, actually that client found me through that. And actually one of the main ways that we drove leads while we were at Social Chain was getting Steve to speak, mm -hmm. you know, like, Mm. He told a bloody good story and effectively when he walked in the room, his personal brand walked in before he did. And you, you don't realize it, but it just happens after six to 12 months, you go into a meeting with someone and they feel like they already know you. It's kind of similar to podcasting, right? It's quite an intimate experience to listen to someone in your ears with nothing else there for like 40 minutes or to an hour, for example, like, you, I, I love certain podcasts. They've never heard of me, but I know what the nan's name is. Do you know what I mean? Like, I know what their favorite food is. I know where they live. I know where their favorite restaurant is. Like, podcasting, whilst it takes more time, is part of personal branding. And I think that 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 the best way to measure how a personal brand is working or not working is has it walked in the room before you meet someone, and at that point, you've succeeded. No, it's brilliant. Really useful. Thank you, Ben. Um, what, where, for somebody that knows that they need to to get better at personal branding, um, wh where would you advise they start? What's the kind of golden rules that you would suggest uh, to them? Sure. Um, I think first, first things first, right? Like, think about how you want to come across. Like, there's, there's you will it will pay dividends later if you have a think about how you want to come across pick two to three topics that you want to make comment on you know and and do it in baby steps right like like we're we we're on a bit of a three-year journey with Petrura as a brand we know that there are different stages that we can say different things because we've built a different persona and trust within our audience where they expect certain things to come from us if you just go straight to 100%, people are like, fucking hell, who's these, who are these guys? Do you know what I mean? Like, it, it, yeah. it needs to feel authentic. Um, first things first, if you do anything, treat your LinkedIn profile like it's a conversion tool. Like, if you're not a website-driven business, you make sure your website looks as nice as it possibly can so that when people Google you after they've heard of you, it, it at least 
backs up how you want to be presented and at least converts a lead, that is a minimum. So branded headline, nice photo, good opening first line, include key posts that you're really proud of as featured posts, which is just, you know, uh, you choose the start, the star yeah. button, the drop down of the of each of your posts. So just represent you. Like that is a bare minimum that every founder should be doing because what you don't want to do is a new client or a new stakeholder mm. or whatever meets you, Google's you, undoubtedly your LinkedIn comes up, and they go on your LinkedIn. There's no branded banner. There's no commentary. It's got your uni degree mm. and no other experience on it. You kind of don't look that credible, mm. you know. Um, and then I just I test the water. I think, you know, start posting, you know, it's, it's something insane, like of the it's something like 98 percent of users don't post on LinkedIn regularly. So just be by being out there, you've already kind of won um, it's some of the cheapest attention there is. And from a marketing point of view, that's why it's attractive. Right. So test things, see how they fare, test different posting times, test, you know, tag different people, you know, uh, and double down on what's working you know and just constantly iterate what what what's what's landing for you i also think you'd be surprised um if you went to a meeting as a business development person or or a founder looking for investment you would always follow it up with an email lovely to see you da, 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 da. treat linkedin like it's your follow-up be disciplined with it everyone you meet should be tagged immediately you know messaged when you're going to an event that you know they're at or something like that like that th those are the sort of base layer things that I you should expect to do um I also think um I, I think you, LinkedIn works through personal stories like as Facebook has continuously made made itself a sort of pay-to-play platform a lot of this conversation's trying to find a new place for it to be. And I think that actually LinkedIn is taking up a little bit of that, to be perfectly honest. So is Twitter, so is Instagram. And but ultimately there's no other professional network that that really even rivals LinkedIn, to be honest. And I think that adding some personal stories that you're comfortable with is a great place to start because people love a personal perspective, you know recommend others or you know a, an insight that you've been think just think how you can add value to your audience and care think about like why would i care about this I, i'm trying to either entertain educate or engage them in some way like does this do one or multiple of those things like push yourself and and you'd be surprised how good you get at it quickly hmm. i'm just very conscious of time ben because yeah. um, i know we're kind of yeah. overrunning slightly but That's okay, no problem um one of the things we like to do on from the factory floor is sort of your one key message that if any founders who are here listening to this really want to make one big go at it, and obviously you mentioned stuff about actually using your LinkedIn and being disciplined, yes. what would be your one really key takeaway that you'd like them to take from this and start using day to day? Uh, good question. Um, I think link be generous on LinkedIn. Like one of the things that no one talks about is like, they worry about what they should post for every post you do. You should be engaging at least with 10 other people's posts. 
be a conversation starter in people's comments, you know, be generous in terms of, you know, recommending someone, asking for recommendations, start with the audience and then sort of work back to yourself, I think. Um, I also think one other thing that I know I'm squeezing two in here, but- Mm -hmm. um, We'll let you off. uh, Thanks. Uh, (laughs) Early engagement is is pretty critical. So um, if you can create a WhatsApp group with colleagues and uh, and other people, like um, if you can get, likes and comments on a post earlier you will help bump yourself up the algorithm which is 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 a fairly basic trick and it's been known for lots of years by lots of people but if you're really first starting out um that can be a great way to just give yourself an extra little bump um so that you get served beyond networks that you're on brilliant thank you ben that was really useful really good and i think i think a lot of the founders and entrepreneurs we work with um, and in Manchester will find that really um, interesting because I know it's your it's your bread and butter and I think once a lot of it's habit forming isn't it getting into the habit of doing it regularly and once you do it regularly it becomes less scary but for people that haven't done it before it does feel very scary so hopefully these really practical tips will um, will help people dip their toe in the water yeah thanks so much for having me guys perfect thank you thank you very much thank you very much Ben and thank you very much Nairi Thanks, James. All right. See you later, guys. Bye-bye. Cheers, guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye. I think that just about wraps things up here. If you have any thoughts or questions on anything we've said today, get in touch, whether that be through our Twitter, at RealTSF, or email at hello at startupfactory.tech, or feel free to drop in for a coffee and a chat. As ever, thanks for listening.